Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Elaine B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Friday, August 24th, I mean August 25th, <laughs> 2017. Today we're reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 87, the third paragraph. We're reading through four paragraphs to finish up the chapter. Um, we'll start with, as we go throughout the day, we pause and finish up with the next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. Today's readers are Sherry KB for the 12 steps, Matt M for the 12 traditions, Jody EQ, and Stephanie L. The reference number for yesterday's 10 a.m. meeting is 10,349. That's 10349. The reference number for this morning's 7 a.m. meeting is 10,351. That's 10351. That's for 7 a.m. this morning, Friday, August 25th. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sherry KB to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California, gratefully recovered compulsive reader. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Sherry KB. I will now ask Matt M. to read the 12 Traditions. Thank you, Elaine, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M., a compulsive overeater from New Jersey. 
the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first, first in recovery, depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is the one ultimate authority, a loving goddess who may express himself in our group conscience, our leaders of our trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except the matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has the one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise with problems of money, property, and prestige diverted from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, overeaters anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name will never be drawn to public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these contritions, ever, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thanks for your faithful service, Matt. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book on page 87. The third paragraph, beginning with, as we go throughout the day, we pause, through four paragraphs, ending with, the next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. I mean, yes. And we're commenting on all four paragraphs. I'll ask Jody E.Q. to begin reading, please. Thank you very much, Elaine. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody E.Q., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, calling in from South Carolina. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily. We are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. But this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. So, yes, the end of 
that chapter, step 11. So this is the, um, what I do during the day. If I have done my morning prayer and meditation, I've already asked God to direct my thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. I've also asked for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision if I'm facing indecision. I concluded my period of meditation with a prayer that I be shown all through the day what my next step is to be, that I be given whatever I need to take care of such problems. But still, I will become agitated or doubtful as I go through my day. It's not if I do, but when I do become agitated or doubtful, I pause and I ask again for the next right thought or action. So what am I doing in that moment? I'm, re- I'm doing a 10th step. I'm asking God to take away that agitation, which might be a resentment, that doubt that's probably re- rooted in fear. I may do that privately with God. I may call another member and do a formal 10th step. And I remind myself constantly that I am no longer running the show. Humbly, I say to myself many times each day, thy will not may mine be done. This is a huge weight off my shoulders when I remember to do this. For I am no longer the director, the manager, the employer, or the director of the Jody show. Instead, I'm putting God in charge. And I can relax and take it easy if I have done all of these prayers in the morning and throughout my day. And what, oh, I just love that, that one short sentence. I can relax and take it easy. Oh, thank you, God. That's what I need to do. I need to relax. So how can I relax? By putting God in charge. I'm no longer burning up energy foolishly as I did when I was trying to arrange life to suit myself. And boy, was I burning up energy foolishly. And boy, was I exhausted before I found this way of life. And this way of life works. It really does. Just as this sentence says, it works, it really does, if I do it. This program is not for those of us who need it. It's not for those who want it. It's for those who do it. I, as an addict, am undisciplined. So I let God discipline me in this simple way but I have to do it every single day. And then there is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. Working on myself alone, doing all of this for myself alone is not enough. I need to carry this message to another compulsive overeater. I need to do my best to um, transmit this that I have received so generously from others. And if I fail to do that, then all my prayers are for naught because God wants to use me gloriously to help another Gentle reminder. So with that, I'll pass, and thank you for giving me this opportunity to share. Thank you so much, Jody E.Q. We'd like to hear from you now. Who'd like to comment on Ginger C.? Stephanie L. Stephanie L. Uh, Leda TD. Um, I heard somebody M. Wendy M. Wendy M. Okay, Jeanette, let's stop there. Um, Was there a Stephanie L. and a Stephanie M.? 
There was a Stephanie L. Stephanie L. and Stephanie N. Okay, I wasn't dreaming. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so we'll hear from um, Ginger C., Stephanie L., Leah T. D., Wendy M., Stephanie N., and Janet C. Ginger C., you're up first. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for your service and welcome to everyone on the line, especially the newcomer. I'm Ginger C. Recovered in Colorado. And power pack this morning. Oh my gosh, I was on the earlier line and just, oh, it's blowing up. So here we go with these more directions that save our lives. Thank you, God. Because the last thing any one of us wants to do is to eat a bite of food today to think that that is any type of solution to life. So I just love the word pause. And pause to me is pray and use spiritual energy. Take a step back. Get with God. You know, and my MO is I get into me, self, and I, and I want to run the show, and I want to figure it out because fear or resentment or some emotion down deep is wanting me to get control over it, you know, trying to control what I can't control. So thank God again for these directions because I don't want to be doing a bunch of 10 steps. So if I get that pause button and I do take a step back and I invite God in, God, I'm scared. Help me. Help me with my next thought or action. You know, I don't have to just be that uh, bull in a china store, you know. And when I'm a bull in a china store, I'm knocking off a lot of stuff and breaking stuff and stepping on toes and, and creating havoc. But again, we know our dilemma. We lack power. And I need God in everything, every aspect, every angle of my life, always. And that's the hardest thing is because I have this ego that loves to edge God out. So I have to say many times throughout the day, God help me. Thy will be done, not Ginger Show. Who would you have me be and what would you have me do? And then I love, love, love the sentence that we are undisciplined. Absolutely, I'm so undisciplined. I just want things to be nice and easy. You know, and it's hard work. A price has to be paid. But what are our choices? We only have two doors. Blot it out and live a life of hell or accept the spiritual help and watch your life unfold in ways that you can't even think of right now that are unbelievable with the source that we lack. So I'm so grateful today that I don't see food as a solution and it's only giving credit where credit's due. I would have put the fork down many, many moons ago if I could have done it on my own. It's only because of this grace of God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. Stephanie L., you're up now with Leah TV right after. Good morning, everyone. It's Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California. And this is probably the most used paragraph uh, for me um, out of this book because, you know, I'm recovered, but I am not cured. And I was just doing some reading and writing this morning about, you know, I'm never going to graduate from being a human being. You know, no matter how many times I work the steps, no matter how many 10 steps I do throughout the day, I am still human. I still suffer from the human condition. There are still going to be times when I am scared or, you know, I get angry. Someone cut me off on the road yesterday. You know, the old, oh, (laughs) it doesn't happen as much as it used to. 
Um, but that old, how dare they cut me off? And then I want to pull up and I want to stare at them, you know, and let them know that, you know, that they bothered me. But with this, what these paragraphs tell me is I don't have to do that. I can pause because, you know, like what was already shared, it's not if, it's when. I can pause when I'm upset, when someone pisses me off. I can say, okay, God, this is too big for me. What would you have me do? Tell me, show me what to do. Um, Because, you know, my old behaviors sometimes creep back in and the old thinking sometimes creeps back in, you know, and, and what a great reminder that, you know, no matter how long I abstain and no matter, no matter how long I'm recovered, you know, I don't get to take the reins back. I don't get to take control back. You know, my God is running the show and I can ask, what would you have me do? All right. Thy will not mind be done, you know, and then, you know, um, I don't have to act out on those human impulses. Um, and I spent a lot of my time um, before recovery in fear and anger and worry and self-pity. I was a walking, oozing, you know, uh, self-pity and, and foolish decisions. You know, it was all me, me, me and self, self, self. So when I, when I feel upset, you know, no matter where I am, if I'm in a crowded room, if I'm in school, if I'm at work, I don't have to, you know, go sit in a place of meditation. I can pause where I am in my mind and say, okay, God, here you go. Show me what to do. And then I can let God direct my thinking and God direct my actions. And then I've got to take action. You know, it says faith without works is dead. I can't tell you how many times I laid on the couch shoving food in my mouth. God, help me. God, help me. Well, God isn't going to slap the food out of my hand. And God isn't going to stop me, um, you know, from taking the wrong action. You know, I have to pray, ask for direction, and then I have to, you know, do what I hear Um, what I'm being led to do. And nine times out of 10, it's, okay, make a call, do a 10 step. Okay, great. Now go find someone to help. Be of service. So, um, you know, I'm very grateful uh, for the directions in this book. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Stephanie L. Leah TD, you're up next. Good morning, everybody. Sorry. Uh, good morning, everybody. Leah T.D., uh, recovered compulsive reader from California. Um, wow, beautiful shares. And uh, thank you for everybody for in the meeting today and the moderator. Um, I was uh, thinking about this because, uh, you know, the pause. And, you know, here we go again. The big book reminds me toward the end of my step work that, it's not. It's never going to be over. I'm not. I'm never going to. I'm never going to be cured. I'm going to recover. I got the opportunity to recover, but I'm never going to be cured from this um, disease. And the mind that I have is just not going away. And so, how many reminders do I? You know, I when I started, I was agitated all the time. I was shaking all the time, and I would call people and ask them, "Is this normal?" You know, without the food, I was completely, I was educated all the time. I just felt like a nerve, exposed nerve. And I would ask people because I thought the food would be taken and my life would be all peaceful. And I really thought I was convinced that the food was my problem. 
but uh you know I learned that it's not and um you know and so uh you know the book asks us you know at the beginning when I the second uh step says that we came to believe that a power granted myself can restore me to sanity and that's how I the path started my journey started with belief and by this time after taking my inventory admitted to God myself, another human being, making some amends and stuff. I'm at faith. Now I, I have faith. I'm walk, waking up. I'm walking around the world without the food in my mouth, with a lot of freedom from other things. And so right now I have faith. But what it says here is faith without work is dead. You know, it's like, you know, the book says we have to grasp and develop. You know, it's like you're planting a seed in the ground. You're going to water it. It's going to start sprouting for this, for this, little plant to grow into a tree, I need to continue and water it and give it attention and you know, I for me to grow, for for me to grasp, which I have, for me to develop, I need to continue and attend this garden that you know, and it is imperfect. There's gonna be weeds coming and attacking, you know, the weather will change, whatever. You know, I love that my sponsor keeps reminding me and uh, in a kind and loving way, that it's an imperfect path. The journey is not perfect. I get agitated no matter what, no matter how spiritual I think I am. You know, and the last thing is that I was telling my husband, the best feeling in the world is when God wins because I want to take charge. I want to manage it. I want self-reliance. I want to manage this problem. You know, but when I give up and surrender and God takes over, there's no better feeling. No one can free me like God can. I can't, and I try hard, believe me. So, anyways, I love you all. Have a wonderful rest of Friday. Thank you, Leah TD. Wendy M., you're up next, followed by Stephanie N. Hi, good morning. It's Wendy M., recovered in Colorado. I'm so grateful to be on the line, and... Thank you, God, for the abstinence I have today. It's such a gift. And these words are just such a gift. You know, the first thing I want to say that I just, I love is um, that this program is about honesty. And running the show for me is wanting to control this share right now. I want to control it so I look good um, because I'm in fear because I'm not trusting God. And so when I'm not trusting God, I'm not efficient. Um, I am trying to run the show. And, um, you know, but that pause is what a gift. I mean, that pause is like if I'm at a restaurant and I'm feeling agitated or hungry, um, I, or there's, you know, I'm about to want to, you know, sort of say something to control family members. I go to the bathroom and just pray or make a call or text someone. That's the pause, you know, and the difference is I'm in two different worlds. When I am, you know, agitated, and I love that word, um, when I'm angry, doubtful, reacting, I'm in one world, and then God's like, just go to the bathroom, and you'll be in another world, and that's God's world, Um, and it's that pause, it's the difference between who I was and now what I'm becoming, and it doesn't take much. I mean, literally, I can text someone or leave a message when I want to do a 10-step and I can be in the other world, um, in the world of God. And that's all it takes. It doesn't take much action. It's just picking up that phone and dialing um, that number for me. Um, 
so so I wanted to say that. Um, the other thing I wanted to to say is um, is that I never paused before. It says pause, but I, I never I never paused. Um, and the so so I just wanted to say that yeah. Again, the pausing is like magic. It's like um, magical dust. It's an unbelievable thing. It's really going from hell to you know a, a great place. I don't know about heaven, but just a serene place. Um, it also says, you know, we want to run the show. And not only is that exhausting, but it's stressful. It takes a lot of energy to run the show. It is very stressful. Um, and it's not efficient at all. And um, Sunday, I'm going to have 60 or maybe 70 people at my home for an event. And I want to simultaneously control each person. I want to control what they're doing and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's crazy and exhausting and God says just stop and ask for help I'm like oh shoot that's a brilliant idea and then the self-seeking is wow I must be popular a lot of people are coming over and then once they come over how dare you have a, a need you're not allowed to have a need you just are there to make me look good and I love this program because I can in you know a matter of moments this with the discipline is the prayer meditation get on my knees and writing um, I can see my part and see the self-seeking. So that gentle writing, reminder. Thank you. The writing is a pause. It's a going from the hell into the heaven. So thanks for letting me share it. Thank you, Wendy M. Stephanie N. You're up next, followed by Janet C. Hi, this is Stephanie N. Recovered compulsive overeater in Kansas. Um, every time I get to talk on the line, I get so nervous. So um, I apologize for that if I'm my, my voice is shaky. Um, it works. It really does. I just, I'm so grateful for this program. Um, they say we, you know, come in for the vanity, leave for, or stay for the sanity. And um, yesterday, I had such a, a stressful day. It was just one of those days where everything, you know, it starts off kind of like stressful and you're like oh you know I can handle this and then it just gets really really stressful and that's how my day was yesterday um and I was able to stay sane and patient and calm through the whole thing and so many times I would think to myself this is not me this is God at work in me because my reaction would have been to get angry to get irritated to get agitated to be frustrated, to want to calm myself by, you know, reaching into my bag and grabbing something and, you know, to eat it, to soothe, to soothe those feelings. My thoughts never even went there. Um, I went to prayer there. Um, we had an unexpected, um, humongous unexpected bill yesterday. And then, um, um, it was scary. And I was at the doctor's office going, thinking to myself, okay, um, you know, God, you know, what, what should I do? And, and then the answers came and, you know, and I don't know how God does what he does, but he does it. And I'm just grateful for that. But I was, I, you know, every morning I wake up and I'm on my knees thanking God for my abstinence. And every night I'm on my knees thanking for, you know, the abstinent day. But last night when I was on my knees, I was thanking God for my emotional sobriety because I was able to get through that day and all of the highs and lows without 
going to those knee-jerk reactions that lead me to the food, those the fear and the anger and agitation and all of the upheaval and blaming and pointing the finger and shaming and all of those things that I used to do and none of that came up. And that is the miracle. That is the miracle. And I'm so grateful. And I just, you know, thanked God. And then this morning I woke up and we're going to have another busy day and um, it's still things lingering from yesterday. And I just said, you know, God, it was so beautiful to have that emotional sobriety. And that's, what I want today, of course, I want the abstinence, but that emotional sobriety is so amazing. Um, it works. It really does. And thank you so much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Stephanie. And Janet C., you're up next. Hi. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater who's recovering in Southern California. My name's Jeanette G. I think it's my turn to share. Yes, it is. I'm so, so sorry. That's okay. Um, I get Janet a lot, but um, not a problem. I love that we read the big book um, because it reminds me that to be in recovery, like we've, I've already heard, we get to be human. And the pause before program, I never knew about pausing. You know, it was all Tasmanian devil roaring through life. And, you know, the only pause was to put food in my mouth or to obsess about my body size. And so I recently heard um, pauses pray and use step 11. And I know when I do my 11th step consistently and work on that spiritual um, bank account, building it up and um, really doing spiritual disciplines, then if I do that in the morning, I really do start to remember to pause and um, again, ask for that intuitive thought um, when I'm under pressure. And then I love on page 88 when it says, You know, when we humbly say to ourselves, many times I will be done, we are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, blah, 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 and um, all of those things. And it's like much less danger. You know, I came into program thinking like, oh, life is going to be perfect. You know, everything's going to be great. And, um, you know, I'm going to feel better. And, yes, I do feel better. I feel um, fear better, excitement better, anger better, worry better. But when I remember to pause, to pray and use step 11, um, and just humbly say to myself throughout the day, thy will be done, then um, I'm in much less danger of when I feel those things, of reacting with um, compulsive overeating or body obsession. And um, I love that it also tells us that, you know, um, when we're so busy trying to arrange life to suit ourselves, when I arrange, try to arrange life to suit myself, I get tired. You know, it's hard work to be God, and I'm not God. You know, lower G, O, D is not me. My name starts with a J, and it's capitalized, and I get to be me. So it's really great that we get to be on this line and share and let God discipline us in the simple ways that are outlined, you know, the spiritual disciplines. So thanks for letting me share, and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Jeanette G. So we're reading in the big book today. We are on page um, 87, the third paragraph that begins with, as we go throughout the day, we pause. We're finishing up the chapter into action with uh, reading through the next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. That's four paragraphs. We're commenting on all four paragraphs. We have time for about five or six more shares. Who'd like to comment on what we read today? Marie J. Brittany. Gary K. Charles D. 
I heard Marie J, Sherry K B, Charles D, and Lori T. Lori T. Got room for two more? Jane G. Jane G. Anybody else care to share? Okay, let's start with that. Please forgive me if I got your names wrong. I believe I have Mary T, Sherry KB, Charles G, Lori T, and Jane G. Mary T, Did you have Marie J? Oh, Marie J, that's it. Marie J, not Mary T. Thank you. Can't read my own writing. <laughs> Thank you, Marie J. You're up first, followed by Sherry KB. Thank you. This is Marie J. I'm recovered in Colorado and so happy to be on this Friday call that I don't get to be on much. So, um, you know, I used to freak out early in program whenever I was agitated and I didn't trust that the answers would come and, and I didn't pause. I never paused. I reacted or I went to fear and I think that's just how we start out. And And now, you know, thank you God, I understand that that's exactly what's going to happen. My first reaction, because I'm human, is is I'm going to, first of all, become disturbed and, and, and agitated during the day. You know, that's, that's just a human emotion. That's a human reaction. It's all no, normal. So being able to accept that, wow, that's normal. That's just what's going to happen. And I, I can pause now. I can just stop. And, you know, as a matter of fact, right now, I'm, I'm in something right now. I'm in the pause right now. I'm having a couple of days of really difficult stuff, and I want to freak out. You know, my normal reaction wants to be human and freak out and, and go right to the food. So, but I'm able to pause and just see all that. But it's also a challenge because, I have to relax in this pause. You know, just relax and take it easy because sometimes the pause is not a five-minute pause but a 24-hour pause or maybe longer. And I can just relax and take it easy and turn toward God and trust that the answers will come. And I can do this calmly knowing that I don't have to go to the food. But sometimes the pause is long. Sometimes I'm sitting in it for a while and I just have to keep staying in the practice of being in conscious contact all day long with God. Just okay, talking to God every, every few minutes or every hour or whatever it takes to stay in that and just continue to be in the pause until the answers do come. Because now that's inherent in my life. Now I am in that practice of stay in the pause, talk to God all day long, and do it when things are good, do it when things are bad, just always stay in that conversation. And when I practice this every day, the direction comes to me. So when I'm in it all the time and constantly in that practice, the, the, the direction comes. And oftentimes I'm surprised that the, that the, the direction is there, not because not because I don't believe that God has the direction for me, but because sometimes I'm surprised that I hear it. I'm clear and I'm ready and I'm abstinent and I can hear it. I know the direction when it comes. And that, to me, is the miracle of it. When I can stay in the pause, when I can stay as long as it takes and continue the conversation with God, and then the direction comes and then, oh, my God, I can hear it. That's a big miracle when I'm open and clear enough to be able to hear what I'm supposed to do next. And um, 
thank you, God. And thank you, everybody, for being on the line. I pass. Thank you, Marie J. Sherry KB, you're up next, followed by Charles G. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everyone. In Northern California, grateful recovery compulsive by reader. So we're now at um, the third uh, practice of step 11, um, and it talks about that we pause when when agitated. It's, it's that's what I love. It says when because you know what, you know the disease side of me still goes where you're. You've got to do this perfectly. You have arrived now. Everything's fine. Life is going to be perfect now, and that's so far from the truth because life is life. I'm still going to have human emotions every day. And so I get to, it says, when agitated, doubtful, ask for the right thought or action. Um, Constantly remind myself I'm no longer running the Sherry show. And then I don't burn up energy so foolishly as I've done in the past by by getting excited, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, foolish decisions. And you know, I love acronyms, and so pause, I've heard, you know, pray and use spiritual energy, and I like pray and use step 11. And um, so I think about that a lot. And, you know, this is where it shows me that, you know, my higher power is just as portable. I have a food plan, and I usually take my food with me when I go somewhere. And my higher power is just as portable with me. I pack up my higher power, and I take my higher power everywhere I go. Um, every And every affair that I'm in, whatever I'm doing, that's what I do, and, you know, I love this piece that it says it works. It really does. For years and years and years, I heard it at a meeting. It works. <clears throat> it really does, and, you know, I'm here to tell you it does work. It really does, and especially if you get in this book and you go through the steps with a step guide or a big book sponsor, it will work. And, there we go. <clears throat> hello? <laughs> and, um, and then also just the fact that... Um, you know, I was told for years that 10, 11, and 12 were maintenance steps. They're not. They're growing steps. So I need to continue to grow for a lifetime. And then also, faith without works is dead. You know, if I don't continue to do this work and trust God and clean house and live in 10, 11, and 12, this will not work for me. And so I've got to live in it every day. And um, I love that there's a prayer and promises in step 11. Um you know, the prayer is for ask for the right thought or action and uh, say, thy will be done. And then we're, we're promised here that if if we if we do this, that we won't be in excitement, fear, anger, worry, or self-pity. Um, and we won't burn up um, energy foolishly as we did. And then last but not least, what I love and just noticed this morning is that the next chapter, we're entirely devoted to step 12 entirely devoted how beautiful is that so i am devoted to working with others because you know this is not a 11th step program it's a 12-step program and so it's so important after going through the step work that that i give back what i've been so generously been given and thank you so much and i pass thank you very much sherry kb charles g you're up next followed by Lori t yes hello this is charles d from oregon recovered. Um, I'm very happy to be here today, and I'm also uh, very grateful for everyone who has shared and has offered their service. Um, I'm uh, I'm someone who's uh, finding out that um, there is someone else uh, that I really want to run my run my show. I've I've spent most of my life running my own show, and and now this uh, 
this fellowship, this uh, recovery program has allowed me to um, really find a God that uh, I'd always dreamed about but um, never had access to. And so I'm I'm really glad to be turning my life over to uh, my higher power that um, I now know uh, for the first time in my life because um, I'm really tired of, of trying to run my own life uh, because it hasn't been successful. These, these things like excitement and fear and anger and worry and self-pity, foolish decisions, that's, that's, that's how I live my life. And uh, I'm, uh, I, I didn't, I don't sleep well because uh, of these, these things bothering my mind as I go to sleep and probably bothering my sleep. And so then I, I wake up tired and then I, I can't get, uh, you know, I, my tiredness probably feeds into those, those character defects too. So um, I'm really glad to have God in my life now. And I, I am learning to pray for the first time. And um, so I get on my knees and I, I lower my head and, and amazingly, uh, you know, God is, God is there. Um, and, and pausing, um, you know, I've, that's the, uh, the pause is, is for God, um, because that gets me out of my self-will and I pause and, and then what else is there? Well, I, that's the time that I have to reconnect or, or at least, uh, um, say a prayer and uh, know that um, I'm not in charge and I really, I do want God uh, running my show and um, I'm ready to surrender. So um, this program has, has given me this, this new life uh, led by God and, and uh, freedom from my food obsession. So I'm very grateful for uh, the service of all the people that have made this, this uh, recovery program possible. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Charles D. Lori T., you're up next, followed by Jane G. Well, good morning. This is Lori T., recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you so much for your service. I really like um, these paragraphs. Uh, someone who read to me before um, would tell me how to look for where the 12 steps are are kind of snuck into parts of the books. And, and I see them clearly right here. Um, as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. So for me, right in that moment, I'm, I'm pretty powerless. And I ask for the next right thought or action. So at that moment, when I'm asking, I'm believing that there's a power greater than myself, and I'm making the decision by asking to turn my life over to him Reminding myself I'm no longer running the show, um, at that point, I'm taking a quick inventory. I'm humbly saying to myself, which is step five, many times each day that I will be done. And to me, that's kind of indicative in six or seven, letting go, asking God to remove those defects. I'm in much less danger, meaning I'm still in some danger of making a foolish decision where I may cause some harm and um, promptly admitting it, becoming more efficient. That to me is kind of nine and ten, that efficiency, being able to do a harm and admit it very quickly. Um, 
And then that last sentence, when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves, well, that to me really is step 11. Because in step 11, I'm praying only for their knowledge of his will, no longer for mine. And then I looked at this morning, there's a definition of discipline. It says training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or more character. So for me, um, one way I can look at that reading we just did is that's kind of steps 1 through 11. And I let God do that disciplining or that perfecting of me. But that's not all. It's not just 1 through 11, as so many people have said and so many of us know. It's not just that. Then we have to go and do action and more actions, which is step 12. So for me, it's just another little place where I see the magnificence and miraculous writing in this book where, where these 12 steps are indicated all the time. It's the whole kit and caboodle. You know, it's not just a four, it's not just a nine, it's not just 10, 11, and 12. It's the whole steps one through 12. And I can say personally, it's through through doing steps one, 12, constantly throughout the day in that pause or in my uh, morning meditation or my evening meditation. Um, It's just a way of life. It's a way of being. It's a a way of existing. And for me, it's been more than satisfying. So with that, I will pass. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you very much, Lori T. Jane G., you're up next. Good morning. This is Jane G., gratefully recovering in Southern California. Thank you for your service, Elaine, and thank you for everyone on the line. Vision for you is really a lifeline for me. Um, By the grace of God and the program and help from a wonderful big book OA sponsor, I'm nine months abstinent and working on the eighth step. Um, So sweet relationships like a tornado, running the show, exhausting. I as I worked my sixth and seventh, I didn't really under, I understood intellectually about being a tornado and kind of damaging sweet relationships. This week, God uh, gave me a wonderful opportunity to see it in operation in a more benign way. Um, I decided at the beginning of the week that I wanted a new car and there were some 2017 Jeeps out there, great deals, end of the model year, and I decided I would have one. And I spent four days pounding a square peg into a round hole, went for a test drive, and literally God was sitting in the back seat, maybe even in the trunk. And then God, I had salesmen who weren't returning my calls. Hello. And then God used my character defect of perfectionism to get me to pause because I wanted to put together the perfect deal. And I paused, and it was in that pause that all the space and all the work that I've done in steps one through eight um, was available to me. And, And I listened, and I heard, and this morning I woke up peaceful and turned it back over and for that I'm so grateful and so grateful to all of you and with that I'll pass. Thank you very much Jane G. We have time for one more share. Who'd like to comment on what we read today? Polly Q. Polly Q please go ahead. 
Hi, thank you for your service. This is Polly Q in Northern California, grateful recovered member. Um, I, what I love here is we alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. And that is so true for me. I, you know, as a, as an addict, you know, I, I, I want to do what I want to do. You know, I'm self-will run riot, and so I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I don't, I've got a, um, you know, I don't have to be at work on time. I don't have to uh, pick up after myself. I don't have to do dishes. I don't have to clean up, you know, and, you know, that's sound. I don't think that, you know, uh, my higher power is some taskmaster. I think I am, and what happens when I don't do those things is I just feel, shame and guilt and those are lies but when I work this step and I pray and meditate and I actually do stop running the show I am just amazed at what I am willing and want to accomplish according to God's will you know I'm amazed at what comes into my head and and the motivation to do it without it being something that I dread all day long or I feel like I can't or I feel like I've got to. You know, who would have thought that this program would be so much more than just uh, abstaining from compulsive eating? You know, I, I, and as far as step 12 goes, man, I have learned, I've learned over the last nine months that that is the point. Working with others saves my butt. You know, it keeps me in this program. It it keeps me excited about it. It keeps me devoted to the cause. So um, I'm so grateful and grateful for all of you. Grateful to be a part of the We. With that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Polly Q. And thank you, everyone who shared. We'll now transition the meeting by reading from the big book on page 64, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Stephanie L. please read a vision for you? Gladly. Hi, this is Stephanie L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.